tomorrow because you have to go into any meeting even a 15 minute coffee meeting joe you must go in armed and ready you cannot go in and ask a business owner even a fellow smb ceo what keeps you up at night no you need to know what keeps them up at night and then you need to be ha having suggestions information demonstrating how your solution is going to help deliver value to them you have to you have to go in as a peer to the ceo as an advisor which means you're well knowledgeable well informed and that's how you gain credibility when a prospective client can say gee this person joe knows my company he knows my market he knows what's going on and he's really adding value and helping me to achieve. And that comes with doing the leg, doing your, and continue building your knowledge so that you really can. What's up everyone? Welcome back to part two with Michael Haynes. And so, you know, if you didn't check out the first part of this that dropped on Tuesday, go and do yourself a favor. He lays out a really nice model about how to listen and how to do your homework up front. Because I know it sounds kind of elementary but so many business people or people that are trying to scale up their business they aren't doing the homework they aren't listening to their clients they don't listen to the market and the market's talking man you go on some of these platforms and they're telling you exactly what they want but you really got to peel back the onion to understand what that individual that you're trying to sell to really needs and really is, is going to motivate them to actually take action and so he laid out a nice framework about how to listen and you know even thinking about the different roles within the company Different people, different departments have different motivations, have different metrics, have different KPIs that they're all being judged apart. And everyone needs to make sure that they're hitting their number at whatever, whatever, that, whatever metrics that they're being held against. So whatever that is, guys, I think that you guys will be able to get more information about how to work the room, about how to get in there and really understand how to dissect and bring teams together so they can make buying decisions in your favor. So. Let's dive into part two today, guys. And I have my show sponsor, Abundance Health for Men. Please go check these guys out. I'm, I'm really having a blast working with Dr. Sari. He's out here in LA, he does home health, but he really focuses on performance. So this, he works with a lot of CEOs, athletes, and people that are just high, high performers, high achievers, people that are trying to maximize and optimize their health. And I really love his mission, which is to really help people get out of that sick care and evolve and really level up their actual health to where they're trying to optimize what they're doing. So he, I think he's really onto something. Check out his five step strategy to lease that anyone can implement to try to optimize their lives. And I think it applies to, you know, whether you're young or whether you're old. So quick plug for my guys, they're over at AbundanceHealthForMen.com. You can check them out there, AbundanceHealthForMen.com. And the link is in the actual show notes. With that said, let's get back into part two with my guy, Michael. I think you guys will love this part. And we're even talking about how to write a book, man. I'm, it's not as easy as it sounds. I'm not sure if it even sounded easy, but... Uh, it's a beast and he has a nice strategy so check out this part too and link up with him i have his contact as well and his link to his book in the show notes all right that's enough plugging away let's get at it you know what i mean it is kind of crazy to just to kind of think about how much information is free-flowing out there especially if the person that you're trying to go after is making content like us, right? You know, yeah. if somebody wants to come and try to sell anything to me, I mean, it's it's all online already. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you know exactly what I'm doing. Most people are pretty much telling them exactly what they want. And if not, I think it's great that you're bringing this up and, and talking about doing the work because it is just the, it's the boring part of what most of us are into, right? It's not the fun yeah. presentations yeah. and closing deals and and then cashing yeah. checks, right? Joe, Joe, it's the boring part, but it's the most important part because as you just rightly 
pointed out, you know, everyone can go online and do their research, kind of get that top high level stuff. But it's when you are able to really go deeper, get into the detail and being able to talk about, you know, Mr. IT firms, you know, issues around digital transformation, for an example. And you really can talk to the specifics of digital transformation in the context of their industry. Let's say it's travel, for example. And you can talk about some of the issues, the considerations, the complexities, the problem, and you can start talking about solutions and approaches. Is when you get into the detail, that's how you that's how you get cut through, that's how you get the sales, that's how you that's how you differentiate, that's how you win. Because you have to go deeper than just all the basic stuff that you can get on Google. There's a lot of I feel there's a lot of top of the funnel, a lot of intro level stuff on Google, which everyone tends to put out there and deliver. You have to go deeper now um, and you have to be able to get into the detail and really have those kind of deep, meaningful discussions. And that's how, and you need to demonstrate that at every point of contact with a prospective customer or client. Ma'am, you know, I think it's heavy. I mean, because, because honestly, it's, it is what separates us, right? I mean, what kind of motivates you to, to kind of really press in like this? Because I feel like so many business owners that I talk to, I'm just being transparent now, is that they're just looking at the top of the funnel stuff. And they share stuff with me. That's like a general stat that we all know. It's like, yeah. man, I've seen this a thousand times today. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, or it's like some motivational quote where it's like, hey, work harder because, you know, that's how you persevere. And, and, and which is, it's nice. But like, what motivated you to kind of press in like this into prospects or um, I guess it's a combination of a few things, Joe. Um, I spent many of my years pre-consulting in big corporate and big corporate um, provided me a lot of um, learnings and, and a lot of skills. Uh, but it also demonstrated to me the, the, the opportunity how, well, no disrespect, but a lot of you big corporate folk don't really deliver that well. And there are a lot of us smaller folk that, you know, we, you know, should be having a seat at the table, a seat in the boardroom. Mm -hmm. um, but it's about, you know, making sure you know how to navigate, how to get into those big organizations, how they think, how they operate. So it's just really, I guess, part of my, I guess, purpose, I guess, in terms of really wanting to see my fellow peeps wanting them to succeed because it's, it's ripe with opportunity um, where... Yeah, the, a lot of um, startups, a lot of SMBs are fantastic, brilliant people, really good at what they do and, and, and could deliver so much value to the bigger end of town and just wanting them to be able to succeed. But you have to know how to succeed. And that means, yeah, uh, putting in the work on both the fun stuff and the not so fun stuff. I mean, well, honestly, that's how the big guys really just become big because they, they have done the work in the past, at least at one point, right? So they can yeah. kind of, so they could properly scale up. And I think you bring that insight knowing how it is on, on the other side of the table as well, that yes. a lot of guys who haven't been there probably are just kind of clueless on how to get there, you know? Yeah, it, it, it takes, yeah, because you have to, one of the key things, as you would well know, Joe, that in B2B, buyers and users are not one and the same. And mm -hmm. it's a simple distinction, but it's quite fundamental, particularly as you're getting into larger, more complex organizations, because it could be your senior managers, your VPs and directors that are part of the buying group, but they may never see nor use your AI or machine learning offering, but they have KPIs that they have to report to, to shareholders, to the board, um, you know, to the fellow senior exec that they need to deliver to. And it's all about you understanding what are their objectives, motivators, and drivers, and delivering to that. It's not just about the technology. Um, and you really need to give a justification as to 
why I should switch from doing what I'm doing currently and why I should buy from you. It's not just enough to have a solution that's great technology and you know shows you have the brain the size of a planet, but why would I want to buy? <laughs> yeah. Joe, you laugh, but I do find with, and I've worked now just within the last nine months, I've probably worked with more than 60, 70 startups from around the world. Wow. And I do find a lot of them come with great um, features and technology, but why would I want to buy this? Uh, why would, what's gonna make me switch? You need to recognize that in big organizations, they have current ways of doing things. It might be as manual as using spreadsheets, but if you want someone to switch and to pay for it, there needs to be some significant value as why I want to switch from the way I'm doing things now, from whatever solution products I'm using to something else. There needs to be value, and the value is just not because it's whatever technology or methodology. It has to tie too much deeper purposes around strategic objectives, financial objectives, operational objectives, and you have to make it easy for them to undertake that as well. Because if it's going to be painful for me to take on your solution, Joe, to integrate it, onboard it, training, I'll be like, you know what? I didn't know about you 30 minutes before this meeting. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And that is something that sounds very simple, but it's quite critical when you're looking to go into organizations and you want to sell. Are, how are you delivering value? Um, and would I want to pay for it? Just because it's a better technology, a better way of doing things, does it justify the cost and the pain of having to switch uh, and come up with new processes, new integrations, all those kinds of things? Is it really worth doing so just because, well, it's, you know, AI, machine learning, it's some new methodology? You know what? I mean, I mean, I, I really love that question because a lot of times everyone's trying to sell change, right? I mean, especially yeah. in B2B. We're all trying to get someone out of the status quo. Normally, everybody has a method, whether it's using Excel sheets over like using somebody else's fancy CRM. Yeah, I mean, like there's all type of, even though you may think that's out of date, I don't want to write it down anymore. I want to use something. But but pain of change, right? There's yes. a pain with that. I mean, even yes. just mentally, even though you may think it's a flip of the switch and give me your email and we're good, there is a mental block to why people don't want to move forward with things. Yeah. And I think it's really good that you brought that up because it's not an easy process for most people. Yeah, it's not, because it's not only just the mental uh, change, quite often there are often, and particularly in larger organizations, there are gonna be a number of steps. You want me to switch from using one CRM system to another, okay, there are system changes, we've got to, you know, we've got to communicate to various teams, um, you know, your strategic partners may need to be involved, you know, legal and compliance needs to be involved. Yeah. So I'm going to do all of this because of what? You have to demonstrate what is the value, the business value of undertaking that, which usually I say revolves around what I call the big three, usually broadly around increasing revenues, decreasing costs and risks, increasing productivity, increasing customer retention and satisfaction. You need to be speaking around those one or more of those very three broad categories uh, to get people's attention as to why I should really consider moving from what I'm doing now. I like that big three, man, because you're absolutely right. Anytime I can uncover any of those type of like motivations, normally those things start to unravel a lot easier. Opposed yeah. to, you know, if we're kind of shooting darts in the dark and, and really hoping that I can hit one of those three, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I want to pivot a little bit. I want to talk about your book, man. So <laughs> listen, innovate, grow. I mean, yeah. because, all right, so first off, how long did it take to come out with a book? Because I've been struggling to kind of put together some of my thoughts. So help okay. me. Okay, <laughs> so Joe, first of all, okay, so the book, uh, which I wrote with my good friend and 
colleague, Gareth Chandler. So we wrote the book. It took us about 18 months from the time we had the first whiteboarding session at his house in the basement till it actually was published uh, was about 18 months. Um, writing a book, Joe, I will also say um, the key to having a great book, uh, taking a book from good to great, is you need to have a really good editor and publisher a good, and getting a good structural edit. And you need to get that professionally done regardless whether you're going to self-publish or not. Um, yeah, so those are some of the key tips. I'm happy to talk to you offline to get in some of the nuances about that. So the book, Listen, Innovate, Grow, Joe, um, it's, uh, it's all stemming back to my motivation to really helping startups and SMBs succeed in the world of B2B. Because I found when I started looking into this around 2016, 2017, you tend to have this dichotomy. So in terms of B2B books, most of the B2B books are very much aimed at big corporate and they speak the language of big corporate. We talk segmentation, mm -hmm. net promoter scores, customer value analysis, all that big corporate stuff. And then the SMB startup books, I found to be rather basic, talking about four P's of marketing, very high level things. But a lot of those you know, in-depth concepts, um, you know, account-based strategies, you know, how to create customer-driven solutions, a lot of those things that are in the big end of town are fully applicable to startups and SMBs. And they need to be getting into the detail and learning those more advanced approaches to be able to build, scale, and grow successful businesses. So with that gap in the market, that um, prompted Gareth and myself to write the book. So the book is called Listen, Innovate, Grow, because those are the three fundamental activities that startups and SMBs need to be doing to have sustainable, high-growth businesses. So listening is all about gaining that in-depth, and I have to stress that joke, in-depth understanding about you, the business owner, and your business. So your vision, your purpose, what are you good at, what are your strengths, your capabilities, your resources. Um, innovation is about business innovation. So innovation is all about, the definition of innovation is about new introductions and or improvements. And to be a high growth firm, which is, has 20% uh, annual growth over three years or more, you need to business innovate across five dimensions. So I talk about how you innovate across product, service, process, marketing, and organizational innovation. And firms that innovate in two areas or more above product are the ones that have that sustainable, profitable growth. So we go into that in detail, uh, which, which is basically how you win. So listening tells you where to focus in the market in terms of what industries, what markets, what customers. Innovation is how you win. So what are the areas across those five dimensions um, that you can introduce new ways of doing things, improving things. And then growth is all about how do you uh, grow and manage the growth. So looking at people, culture, um, you know, managing your finances. So yeah, so that's Listen, Innovate, Grow, which we put together in a framework called the Listen, Innovate, Grow B2B framework. Um, yeah, so that's, that's fundamentally it, really. Love it, man. Love it, man. I mean, I mean so um, talking about listening, because I think that's a, I think it's a very, it's powerful, but very few of us really tap into it. What's a great question if, if you're working with any startup and you want to understand how their customers view them or really try to understand what's the business value that that, that business is bringing? Um, what's a great question to help kind of pull out some of those jewels from some of your customers that maybe you ought to ask or, or maybe, some other, um, maybe some other founders ought to be asking as well? Okay, so yeah, so in terms of listening, yeah, listening is very, very important. It's mm -hmm. something that all businesses um, 
Well, big businesses tend to do lots of listening, so they invest lots of research and so forth, but they tend not to use it. Uh, for those of us in the smaller end of town, we don't do enough listening. So listening is really all about, yeah, getting into some meaningful discussion and dialogue with your customers and your prospects. And there's a series of questions that you want to be asking them, you know, um, as you're meeting your prospective customers, your prospective buyers, you want to understand, you know, what are some of the key uh, you know, objectives, you know, what are their key challenges? How are they being remunerated? Um, what are some of the key um, problems that they're currently experiencing right now? How are, they, um, how are they dealing with and addressing those problems and or challenges? Um, what would it take to make them ch um, change, to do something better? What would they be looking for in alternatives in terms of doing, um, you know, running their business better, um, doing particular functions better, what have you, what would be the impact of doing those as well. So there's a whole series of questions that you want to be asking. And Joe, I just want to call out that listening, getting that understanding around your customers, your market, it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that you do as a one-off. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that you want to continually be doing. Um, and the listening will be through both a combination of doing some of your research, so reading your industry reports, those kinds of things. But a lot of it's about getting out there into the ecosystem. So, you know, getting involved with your industry and your professional associations, going to the conferences, going to the meetup groups, um, you know, leveraging your contacts on LinkedIn, um, outreaching to prospective customers, having those discussions. Um, so it's an ongoing process, but as you're capturing and getting that information, it's feeding that information back into your startup, into your SMB, across all the various stakeholders. So it will define what you're doing around your business strategy, sales, operations, strategic partnerships, the whole works. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, and, you know, talking about conferences too, like, because I know that's a, that's a, place where you kind of play around a lot it seems like and, and you also get on birds and kind of travel around the whole globe to like different <laughs> conferences do you have any ones that you love right now are there any conferences um, that are like no there, look, joe, there joe a couple things about conferences conferences yeah um i would love to go to more of them um, conferences are great um because they're great from a number of perspectives one, if you um, a, it's a great business too, to start hosting those yeah. conferences as well. Yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so co conferences are really great for startups and SMBs from a number of perspectives. One, if you can get involved in the conferences, um, in terms of you know conducting one of the pre or post conference workshops, speaking, that is a great way to showcase what you know and the value that you can bring. And that is a great way to really um, attract uh, your prospective customers. And the Content Marketing Institute there in the US just did a study and event, live events is the number one way to secure leads and convert leads. So, um, mm -hmm. so there is data there to demonstrate, again, offline, the value of face-to-face, -face, being in front of people, that is a great form of lead generation. So it's good from that perspective. But just getting out and being able to speak to um, people in the industry, to build your knowledge about the industry, to identify prospective customers, identify your competitors. Conferences are a great way to really build your learning and knowledge of what's going on. Um, and even if you can't go to the conferences, I always tell folks, well, print off the agendas of those conferences because by seeing who's there, you can find out who your competition is, who are some of the industry leaders you may want to identify, who are your prospective competitors. So conferences are great for, um, yeah, if you can get involved with them, great way for lead generation and to get that reach and visibility, but it's also a great way to build your listening and build your knowledge. Um, so yeah, really, I'm a big advocate of of conferences love it man I, I mean so do you have any favorite conferences stateside that you're looking at going to this year 
Um, there's a few B2B conferences in the US. Um, you guys have a lot of great conferences over there. Um, yeah, uh, there's a few B2B ones in particular that I want to get over to. Um, then there are a few colleagues, um, Jeff Davis and a few others are doing a lot of work around the whole um, account-based marketing, account-based strategy space. Yeah. So um, yeah, so a, a lot of the leading thinkers and doers in the B2B space uh, Sangram, Vajri, you know, Jeff Davis, you know, there's a whole slew of you folks over there that are doing a lot of great things. Um, you've got the folks over at the B2B Growth Show. So uh, I'm always looking to tap in and engage and interact um, with you folks over there because you guys are really on the cusp of what's new, what's interesting, uh, and always keen to see what we can take and apply to the smaller end of town. Um, so yeah, <laughs> lots, of, lots of good stuff going on in the U.S. all the time. Well, well, I mean, I mean, honestly, we also steal a ton from Aussie land as well, man. I mean, I mean, I, I have several startups that I've worked with in the past and they're doing great work out here, tech startups, but they're out of like Sydney. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of give and take coming on both sides Absolutely. of the coast. Absolutely. Right? The world has become a smaller place on a level. There's just a lot of exchange of information, dialogue, people moving back and forth. Um, yeah, it's it's so there's yeah there's lots of there's lots of opportunities uh, out there for all of us I think but you just have to think from the perspective of the business customer think of the from the perspective of the business buyer um, and that's very very important that you are delivering to buyer needs not just user needs and you have that depth of understanding and that's really that that's a that's a key to success that's how you stand out by showing that you really have that depth of knowledge and how you can add value because you've got to give value to get value even from your initial contact with a prospect um you know send them a piece of you know some white paper some article a video and again it's about giving value to them to help them and to show that you really you know know their world know their their industry their issues that is the key to cutting through Account-based marketing. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Go for it. Sure. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, yeah, please. Okay. So account-based marketing, which I don't really like the term. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see that, I see that uh, you know, Jeff, I'm going to quote Jeff Davis and his book. Jeff calls it um, account-based strategy. And I fully agree with him that it should be called account-based strategy because marketing, as much as I love the discipline and it's Fundamentally, where I did my MBA, I do a lot of training up in the US in that area. People have a very siloed view around marketing uh, and they think, you know, it's social media, it's branding, and it's about working cross functionally, account based marketing, account based strategy, it's working cross functionally, holistically across the organization. So it's with products, operations, customer service and support, or customer success, as they call it, uh, client services. It's all of those teams, your, your marketing, your data team all of them working together to deliver to the needs of those strategic key customers and prospects that you've identified. So um, I, I'm, I, I joined Jeff's, I'm going to, I'm on Jeff's bandwagon and I, I'm much, I prefer the term account-based strategy because it's, it's a holistic approach. Um, but yeah, the general term is ABN, but it's a way, Joe, I think all organizations, irrespective of your big end of town or small end of town, you should be adopting that on some level. Um, even as a startup and SMB, you probably have some, you know, key initial customers that you'd really like to get. Um, and so it's about really focusing in on those customers, understanding them well, so having a deep understanding of the company, i.e. the customer, of the buyers involved. 
identifying who you need to engage within those, those uh, prospects and then developing, you know, what's your engagement plan to deliver them the right kind of content? You know, are you going to have workshops, meetings for them? What kind of content you're going to put on your website? So really having a structured plan of how you're really going to zero in and try to uh, tap into those uh, key targets and holistically identify other opportunities and work in a coordinated approach as you're approaching company X and you might have two or three different points of entry, but how are you going to work in a coordinated fashion? So, um, yeah, and it's a way I think a lot of organizations, all companies really need to be engaging in it on some level. Um, the latest stats, I think, show that in terms of lead generation, there's a lot of folks around lead generation. Only 1% of leads actually turn into actual customers. So wow. there's a need now that you really need to start taking a more holistic approach, a customer approach and account approach to really gain the cut through and penetration. And they, the studies have shown that account-based marketing, when you do it, can lead to greater cross-sell, upsell, greater overall customer lifetime value. So yeah, it's really looking holistically and it's, yeah, doing that deep dive and really understanding your customers, those target customers, and really having a plan towards those. Yeah, yeah. But totally, totally get why you kind of use that actual terminology instead, because you're right. I mean, marketing is kind of gets in this tunnel vision type of thing of, yeah. okay, we're putting up billboards or we have email campaigns and it, it, it's so much more. It's every touch that you have with the actual customer almost, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just, from, just from every level, how you present yourself, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, so when we think about it, are there any good like software or tools that you use around that? Okay. Strategy or, yeah. Yeah. Look, there there are a lot of there are there are a whole array of various marketing automation tools that you can be used. Um, uh, and as you're getting bigger, to be able to do it at scale. Um, my big thing, I'll be quite honest with you, Joe. I'm very big on really organizations coming from. I'm looking at the initial stages of just in terms of their thinking and approach in terms of identifying who should be your target customers um, and getting that deep dive, that depth of understanding and start building some of your plans of engagement first. That's where I feel, particularly for startups and SMEs, SMBs, they really need to really be getting their heads around that in terms of, yeah, having that depth of understanding, getting very targeted in terms of what customers, who are the people involved, and then what are we going to be doing to engage and interact with those. Um, the technology will enable you to scale, um, but I think sometimes there's too much focus on jumping to technology and how we automate things as opposed to, I'm very big about getting the fundamentals right. Because I believe even a startup, if you've got you know company X and company Y that you want to get into, well then you need to focus and say, take an account-based approach, say, well, you know, you know, how are we going to deliver value to them? Who do we need to engage? How are we going to engage and start building out a plan around that? That's a good point. I mean, because I mean, I think I saw just some number that was like 1500 brand new type of like B2B sales tech type of platforms out there that's kind of floating around. And every yeah. time I'm looking for a brand new piece of, of like tech, I can get lost in this rabbit hole, <laughs> you know, and then I'm trying yeah. to compare all the rest of them. Yeah. And then you wasted like a good two to three hours when you could have just been doing some work on some pen and bed or even just yeah. like a basic, you know, Excel sheet. So, so yeah, exactly. I think that's great. But it's what goes into that Excel sheet, Joe. It's all about, you know, it's, it's about, you know, um, having, being strategic, having that plan, going deep to really understand that target customer, uh, that company that you're going after to really understand them and who's involved and who you're going to engage with. That's really where the focus needs to be. Well, well, so you know what, we are getting ready to wrap up, but because you are an actual author right now, I have to ask you, um, yeah. 
what's some of your favorite books right now as far as for B2B guys looking to grow? Um, favorite for B2B guys, I would say Jeff Davis, Create Togetherness, um, which he yeah. just recently uh, released. A really, really good book around account-based strategy it is really, really good. Um, I also just got uh, Sangram Vajri. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. ABM is B2B. That's mm-hmm. another really good book. Um, that's really, yeah, very, very good. Um, James Carberry's book, uh, which I have here on my desk, Content-Based Networking, is absolutely fantastic. And I just I finished think, that book too. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I think Simple it's read, but, but, but effective, right? Yeah, it's an easy read, but it's, it's very effective because it's, it's a great way to really cut through and make those contacts with anybody that you want to be meeting in terms of prospective customers. Um, yeah, and, you know, interviewing them, leveraging them as con- it's a fantastic, um, it's a fantastic prospecting strategy as part of your marketing. So I really think that's really good. And then there's a gentleman, Stu Heineke, how to get a meeting with anyone. So he mm-hmm. talks about contact marketing. That's another book that I think really for startups and SMBs looking at and as part of their marketing and prospecting strategies. Um, I think those are two books that folks should use because uh, I find Joe, there's a little bit too much emphasis around, Oh, leveraging our personal networks and to build and grow, you have to go beyond your network. So you have to have strategies and tactics on how to do so. And so James book and Stu's book are two good books in terms of giving you some ideas on how you can get reach and crack into those that you don't know. Cause ultimately you're going to have to do that if you want to grow and scale. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, what's so funny. So, you know, I've been podcasting for like a couple of years now and one of the best things I've done and I'm getting back to it this year. That's why I'm going to a couple more conferences, even though with the virus kind of thrown off some of my plans, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, you know, literally going to these conferences, looking up that all the speakers and then asking them just to come on your actual podcast because yes. they already got a whole speech ready. Like they already know what they already have an expertise. They already yeah. have great content lined up for you. Just how you guys brought this audience today. I mean, it's, it's, it's the easiest thing in the world and they're yeah. probably looking for more exposure. So it's always a hell. They're year. always looking for more exposure. They're yeah. always looking for more exposure, more contacts to build their reach. So, um, the, those are, yeah, it's, it's absolutely great way. It's almost a no brainer. It's like, gee, um, but it, it's, um, it's really effective and it does work. Um, cause if you're afraid of, you know, approaching a CEO or stuff, give them the opportunity to talk about themselves, showcase them, their company, um because i have tried it and it does it does work yeah you'd be amazed at how oh sure they make time in their diaries so yeah it really does work yeah 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 man i mean i mean i've become a huge believer of it i mean you know the, the only rub is not to make it cheesy right like to where you don't go into like after the interview into an immediate sales pitch to what you want to get off your chest and talk to yeah. them about. Well, but, it should never be, the whole interaction should never be about selling. It should be right. all about them showcasing them. You might ask questions to help enhance learning for the audience, but there should be no selling involved in the engagement whatsoever. That's, and that's where folks often go wrong. They do the initial engagement and then the, the sale comes right on the, on the back end of it. <laughs> right. And then that just negates everything. All right. Yes. Uh, there can be no selling involved whatsoever um and you just make it about that mutual exchange exchange information of value then eventually yeah the sale will come you gotta be patient with it right gotta be patient yeah and that's something i find many folks don't have but yeah b2b it's a long game there can be great benefits in terms of large revenues long-term relationships all of those things but b2b is a long game and if you're looking to make the quick initial sale it just doesn't work anymore yeah it doesn't work Man, you know, I think that's a perfect place for us to kind of put a nice bow on this. So you have to tell everyone 
how to find you. And of course, like, please tell them how to find a book as well, because I have to get my hands on it. Okay, so sure. So to get in touch with me, uh, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn because I'm there all the time, mostly Monday <laughs> to Fridays. Um, but you go to my website, listeninnovategrow.com. Uh, so there you'll find an array of articles, videos, there's templates. I've just actually put out a new toolkit on uh, customer acquisition and retention. It's a free toolkit to help you plan out how do you identify your customers and planning out how do you engage with them, develop content for them. So that's a free download you can get there. You can also get free chapters of um, some samples of the book from listeninnovategrow.com, which is available on Kindle and available from Amazon as well. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, you know what, Michael, I really do thank you just for coming on to actual podcast. Thank you for all the jewels. And I look forward to really staying in touch. And, you know, what you're doing on LinkedIn is powerful, man. Keep it up, man. Uh, Thank you so much. This has been great fun. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. And just like that, guys, it's a wrap. So thank you so much, as always, for tuning into the Sales Culture Podcast. I look forward to putting out more and more content to help you guys build and succeed. You guys can check out Mike. You can get his information, link up with him. It's all in the show notes. He's on LinkedIn. He's busy there. That's how we linked up, obviously. And if you're interested in some good reading material, check out his book, Listen, Innovate, and Grow. And until next time, you guys be safe.